0: Traveling
1: the Vortex. We've joined the doctor, the great Santaran Tire-Rupper, as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode 453. I'm Keith. I'm Sean.
0: I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I do well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm off again <laughs> till Friday. Wow. <laughs> Lots of vacation. Burning vacation before burning the end of the vacation year. vacation before the end of the year. That's, it's, it's the blessing and the curse of having been at the station for 23 years. Is I have four weeks of vacation, but a very limited amount of time to use it because of sweeps months, although that is supposedly going away. But <laughs> that's what you've been telling us for two years now, but... <laughs> so there you know I, I i don't think a lot of listeners know how that works there are four sweeps months in the year so there are four uh months out of the year that we cannot take vacation so that leaves you what eight months that you can that you can which still seems like a lot except for until this year this is the, the, to be fair to, to my work until this year you couldn't take off any of the same time that another person that works as so i'm a producer so another producer can't take off at the same time and so then you're trying you have to schedule around each other so that you're not off so it just and then you know obviously you you can't count weekends because you're already off on weekends so it just it really narrows the days you can take off so
1: makes me so glad that the state just lets your vacation roll over yeah, so I, can, I can carry I, over whatever I, wish I ours want. I did that it's because so nice.
0: sometimes it's just a pain to take my vacation.
1: <laughs> of course, the downside of this method is, at the station, you got to take it as right away. Yes, and assuming you stay around to accumulate a- it, a I actually yeah. have to
0: wait to it for it to accumulate. Ah, yeah. So there's there is a downside. That is to a benefit it. for us. And you know, the other thing is they usually don't let you take. As much as I'm taking in a quarter or in a month, for that matter. <laughs> but they've been pretty generous with me. And, and I'm off Christmas Day, which I was kind of surprised by that wow. since I was off on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. so
1: Helps to be a senior producer. Yes,
0: that must be I must be it. Some seniority. <laughs> After 23 years, finally some seniority. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I took the day off because it snowed. Oh. Uh-huh.
0: I had a late start because it snowed. See, I, that's the that was the crazy thing. Is this is probably the first snow day that I've ever had in <laughs> since I worked at news, because you have to come in if you work at news. You have to be, if you're scheduled. You definitely have to be there. And then there, oftentimes, if it's a big snowstorm, although this one didn't constitute that, I think. But then you're called in. But I this I was yesterday and today I didn't get a phone call <laughs> one. <laughs>
2: What was funny is I I goofed. Um, I had sent the text earlier because, you know, Cheyenne's daycare was closed because of the the weather. And so I sent a text to Dave and my boss and let them know, hey, uh, you know, daycare's closed. I'm not coming in. I'm going to stay home with her. And then I was texting you guys about road conditions and whether or not we were going to get together to record tonight. So uh, I sent the next text, which was, uh, you know, roads seem to be pretty fine. Side streets are sloppy. Mine's really icy, but, you know, you can navigate it. And my boss replied with, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. And then Dave started laughing. And then my boss said, You better be here all the earlier the next day, Cratchit. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, oh, there's only two groups of people I've texted today. And that went to the wrong group. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oops. <laughs> Do
2: you guys thank, watch anything? Thank goodness it was fairly benign. <laughs>
0: I've been doing the uh, Star Wars catch up again. Still, we watched. um, Well, we've watched Rogue One, and I don't know if I had. I think I'd even. I, I think even between then, I've watched Solo and Rogue One and New Hope, and maybe even Revenge of the Sith. Did I? I don't remember what I mentioned last week. Anyway, we're we're up to. We just watched A New Hope tonight, so we got four more to go.
2: We are also doing Prelude to Skywalker, and we finished Empire tonight. I have three more to go.
1: I finished before I started Man... Er, halfway through. And once I caught up on Mandalorian, I burned through the rest of my movies. Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't go back to the prequels. I just started with A New Hope. Oh, okay, okay. Which I started with A New Hope back on Star Wars Day. And then picked up <laughs> 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 With the intention oh, that of... That works, yeah. In uh, May... With the intention of doing a lead up to it, and just never got back around to it until recently. We got Disney Plus, (laughs) so I can sure makes it easier. (laughs) The Mandalorian
0: sure makes it easier, although we we can't watch Last Jedi on there. So,
1: but that's on Netflix. Yes, it is.
0: As is Solo. Yeah, and Solos. Yeah, which I have that. I actually I I own them um, all in digital except for the, the six. Films in the Star the Skywalker Saga, which did you guys see? That iTunes also have the has the whole set on fifty dollars, hmm. so half price if you want them digitally. I've got them digitally on Digital uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> if I didn't have I've got Disney, them digitally pro- on my hard drive. <laughs> if I didn't have them on Disney Plus right now, I probably would have jumped on that digital. But I thought, eh. but I have everything from uh, Force Awakens on digitally so i See, sit there and go so do i, I, so I. because when you buy the blu-rays now you get the digital copy. Yeah. So
1: it's one of those things though where unlike netflix i'm not too worried about it dropping off disney plus yeah that's exactly. a pretty much a huge selling yeah, point exactly. for the well, whole reason to un, subscribe un, that <laughs> particular
0: <laughs> title and well that and solo as soon as they drop off of netflix they're going to disney plus, exactly
2: so. <laughs> until you notice one of the categories on your disney plus is out of the vault. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> I suppose they could, but... They, they could
2: have all the stuff once they get it really loaded up and then go, oh, this is going away, and put it back in the vault so it's not available digitally for five years and then bring it back out. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I don't, I don't see, see that happening either. But then again, it's Disney, so who knows.
0: I watched Home Alone 2. So this is not as good as the first one. You know, and 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 I know that that's not like a will does statement, but... I, I, I love the first one, and I, I've only seen the second one a couple of times, but I remember those times thinking, "Yeah, that's that's almost as good as almost as good as the first one, almost as good as the first one." I watched it this time, and I thought, "No, this isn't very good." At, I mean, it's 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 still fun, and, but it's it really is a retread. And I think maybe that's why I, my memory makes me think it was almost as good as the first one because it practically is the first yeah, one.
2: Yeah, it's very very
0: beat for beat. So I think but watching it this time I thought and maybe it's because I watched them so close together now. But watching it this time I thought, Yeah, this is just this they really retreaded this and I'm not sure it works as well. So Um we that. just had a
2: discussion about this earlier tonight and I couldn't remember. Which one do they go to Paris? I said the first one. That's the first one is going to Paris and the second one they go to Florida. Florida. Yeah. Okay.
0: And Kevin goes to New York. And Kevin <laughs> Yep. Yeah.
2: I couldn't remember the order.
0: Yep.
1: We finished The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Season 3. Not as good as the first two seasons, but I think part of it's because I think they know they have a fourth season. They like they had renewed it for two seasons instead of just one. So it didn't feel like the story was as tight and cohesive because, you know, it's being stretched out. like they to the have next to sprint seat. to the finish line. Yeah, or try to make sure that it ends in such a way yeah. that, you know, you get some it. somewhat of a resolution. It was it was pretty good. It was still it's still worth watching if you haven't watched it yet. And then we watched Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. We watched that today too. I, I don't think I've never seen that one. I don't think Mason. Good, right?
0: uh, Mason, I haven't seen Twice Upon a Christmas. It occurred to me um, after we finished and the little synopsis came up for the next one, and I went, "Oh, I guess I haven't. I thought I'd seen it, but I it didn't look familiar. So now I guess I'll have to watch that one." But yeah, Mason popped. Uh, he's been in a real Christmas mood. He he dra- he drug out all my Rankin and Bass uh, discs, and he's been watching those. And um, he's just been, really been in a Christmas movie and video mood, and and so it kind of warms my heart. I walk into the room, <laughs> and he's already watching something. And I'm I don't get after him for not waiting on me. I just sit down and watch it with him. So.
2: Nice. <laughs> we watched Year Without a Santa Claus earlier today. That's
0: Mel's favorite. All right. Well, should we move on to feedback? No, news. News. Whatever order you want, Glenn. Dang it. Every time. Whatever order. I'm just going to switch them up for good. No, I'm not. <laughs> 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 What's in the news.
1: Uh, they have announced uh, some new guest stars for Series 12. Uh, previously rumored, Anjali Mohindra will be. Coming onto the show, that name might be familiar because she played Ronnie in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Ooh. She is not playing Ronnie
0: in Series 12. It's a brand <laughs> new character. Yeah. Oh. And that was one that leaked way back in the summer. Yeah, well, ba- back when they were late, filming late, pretty so much. Late summer, fall, I guess it was.
1: And then Laura Frazier is going to guest star in an episode. She is currently starring in uh, various dramas, including The Missing and Better Call Saul. Not a name I recognize, but she looks familiar. I don't
0: recognize that one either.
1: So that's some, some more tantalizing bits about Series 12 coming up. Up next in news, Target BBC Books is going to publish a new Target novel collection in July 2020. So the books we're getting in July 2020 include... A target hold on. It's, this article is not written very well. Uh a Target edition of the Pirate Planets. The T V movie.
0: The Witchfinders. Dalek and the Crimson Aura. And Resurrection and Revelation are gonna be target novelized. novelized. Yes,
1: those two also.
0: They're going to be they're going to go to from hardback to right, the right, yeah the, which is
1: the same thing that pirate planet's plane getting yes yeah, yeah. cuz that
0: one's already been
2: done yeah sorry just hit that um
0: we're all used to it Sean. we're all well <laughs> <to laughs> i i that's how
2: excited i was over the tv movie being, <laughs> <laughs> i dropped my 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 drink um so we've not had a novelization of that like ever right
0: of the TV movie? Yeah. I don't know. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I seem to think there is a novel out there. And I don't know if I'm just, that's a, a fan produced something or if there actually is one. But it seems to me that there is a novelization of the TV movie out
2: there. Why have we not read it? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: which, is which a, ne- Which now leads me to believe that there's not. Because there, we would have definitely read it. There read is a novel it. of the film. Oh, there is. Okay. It's called The Novel of the Film. <laughs> ah. Why have we not read that? Written by Gary Russell. That'll give us another reason to do Doctor Who the movie.
2: Yep. Because we need so many excuses. So it was a BBC Books novelization.
1: It Uh, wasn't a Target novelization. uh,
2: But now it will be. Now it will be because it'll
1: get the nice fancy Target novelization cover. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that's the
0: only difference to these books. Oh, I'm sure it is. Except for the new ones like Rich, Witch Finders is Well, yeah, obviously that's hesitant, an actual and, new and, yeah. novelization. There's All
2: a part the new of me series ones that just wants to go ahead and start picking them up. And, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll I'll get another complete set eventually. But when I think about the fact that I had so many of those <laughs> novelizations that I foolishly got rid of that uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. What else? Well, speaking of books, Lethbridge-Stewart books, the
1: next series, Series 3, in Bloodlines, have announced the next book, An Ordinary Man, written by Andy eh, Francom-Allen and Tim Gambrell. It will be uh, the third book in the series, and it removes... Here, here's a brief synopsis. The destruction of the casual nexus continues as the timelines of the Lethbridge stewarts and Traverses are wiped out of existence. Ooh. A new reality has been created, so very close to the essential timeline, and it is to into this that reality that Anne Travers is sent to retrieve a man who bears a shocking resemblance to Alistair Lethbridge stewart So there's more of a synopsis on there, but... That's the the next book in the in the series. That's the hook. That's the hook right there. Available for pre order. Mm-hmm. And our last bit of news.
0: We should be doing that for Christmas too. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we're over here schedule planning while you're trying to do news. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Well last me something of... shiny. It's not my fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> The last bit of news. Big Finish is bringing multiple masters together again. In Masterful. This time, John Sims makes his Big Finish debut. Woo! That'll be cool. That's going to be really cool. Written by James Goss, a three-hour epic adventure will also feature actors Jeffrey Beavers, Mark Gatiss, Derek Jacobi. Alex McQueen, Milo Parker, and Eric Roberts. And, of course, Michelle Gomez. Woo! So Did this was boo? No, I wooed. Oh, <laughs> it sounded like boo!
0: <laughs>
1: this will celebrate the 50th anniversary of The Master.
0: Oh. <laughs> Sean, you're supposed to say no, it won't.
1: Woo! <laughs> but it's not <laughs> coming until 2021.
0: No, you're supposed I, to say I no. I techni-
2: because technically it'd be the 51st anniversary, because he was the war chief. I get it. I know where you're going with this. I will not be goaded, okay? You can show me something shiny and distract me, but you're not going to poke me with a
0: stick. Actually, this year would be go- the 50th
1: anniversary if we go by that logic.
0: That's on the heels of you trying to poke me with it last year. Last year? Last week. Last week.
2: Well, that's why. I can't do the same joke two weeks in a row. That would be like whipping a dead horse.
0: Uh, I suppose so.
1: <laughs> so you can pre-order this eight limited edition eight CD box sets. Jeez. It's going to include the 3 hours of Masterful, a behind the scenes, a short trips I am the master and short trips the switching, mm-hmm. both previously available, and an and <laughs> discs 6 through 8 well, is a new narrated audio book Featuring the third Doctor, the Master, and units. Ooh. It does not give any more details about this audiobook other than
0: that. Well, that sounds interesting.
2: <coughs> hmm. I'll be done. Well, Big Finish, treat John Sim right and make him part of the family so that we can have...
0: Well have got Eric Roberts coming back all the time, so they must be they must treat him well.
2: well. Everybody who's come in has pretty much stuck around. Yeah, yeah it's true. So...
1: Well, and I don't know about the war, was it War Doctor, where they crossed over multiple masters previously, but the Diary of River Song one did not have the masters interacting. So, this yeah. will actually, this this story, at the very least, will actually have the masters interacting yeah. with each other.
2: Yeah. To which That's we can only cool. say it's only, it's about time. I mean, right. we have six
0: let's talk to who it's always about time <laughs> if we can have
2: six multi-doctor stories surely we can have a master yeah
0: multi-masters cool that's it for news all right well let's move on to our review no i'm just getting feedback <laughs>
2: you put them in any order you want glenn <laughs>
0: no because we'd forget <laughs> to do feedback at the end of the show and then we'd feel bad for jamie
2: uh, and we do have feedback from Jamie. And Jamie writes, Welcome back, Vortexers. Glad you had a nice hiatus. Sad to hear about Terrence Dix. Yes, I know this is a bit late, but that's the way things go when I give you such a large amount. See, Sean, you can't speak Klingon just as well as I can. Which <sighs> is barely. Enjoyable stalling. Interesting answer to the does extra parry stories hurt the sacrifice in caves. I could see that going either way depending on who you ask. Thanks for the answers on the DVD versus Blu-ray collecting. I agree that going Blu-ray is a no-brainer. Heck, the player would pay for itself in savings from not buying DVDs. As far as a completionist or favorites, at this point I'm thinking completionist. I'm still working my way through my watch-through. Just finished Mod when undead. When I'm done with my watch-through, I'll probably jump around a bit more. I'm also thinking of potential nephews and nieces, and at some point, my own kids down the road and introducing them to Doctor Who. At that point, the library becomes very unreliable. So thanks for your input. Hopefully it helps other people who are looking at starting a collection. Moving on to episode 171. I enjoyed your discussions on Captain America Winter Soldier. I'd have to say it's one of the best of the MCU films and one of my favorites. I enjoyed your report from the St. Louis Comic Con as well. The War Machines. I really enjoyed this one. Hartnell's finally morphing into the Doctor as we know him today. The main villain is well-written, apart from the whole Doctor Who thing. Dodo's kind of worthless, and Ben and Polly are rather likable and engaging. A few things from your discussion, or my thoughts on the story, stand out. First, I believe it was Sean who put forth the Doctor Who is Required comes from Wotan absorbing the Cushing films. I'd buy that. Second, Wotan feels like a proto-version of the internet, especially it was originally designed for government-military use. He, and I think that's an acceptable pronoun to use, also feels like Ultron, who wants to kill humanity to save the planet. If you watch the story with that in mind, it makes a whole lot of sense. And finally, for the War Machines at least, Ben and Polly. They really are an inseparable pair. Personally, though, I like Polly better. She seems to have more personality and isn't as stubborn or disbelieving as Ben. They're both still up there in the higher ranks of early companions. Time Works I enjoyed this story. It takes the time travel aspects of Who and plays with them in a fun and interesting way. Not sure how this would have worked in the Divergent universe, with no time or anti-time, but still enjoyable and experimental big finish. That's something I see in a review site that I visit most often. Doc Oho Reviews is that they seem to be playing it safe these days and relying on nostalgia and filling gaps from the show with sequels, prequels, and dangling pot threads. But anyways, this one is an enjoyable story. Episode 172, In the Image of the Fendal. I've seen this, though it's been a while. I remember it being good. The effects are decent. The plot works for the most part. It's just not one of my favorites. Root of Evil, the Puffin book. I don't remember this at all, so I really can't say more than that. But as for plant-based enemies, there's the Varga plants, the crinoids, the Vervoids, the Seaweed Monster from Fury of the Deep, and Megalos, at least as far as TV goes. Episode 173 and 174, this was your coverage of Torchwood Miracle Day. Never seen it. Had a really hard time getting into Torchwood, as I've said before, but Brenda's feedback song was excellent, though. Episode 175 and Part 1 of the Great Intelligence Archive. I think the Great Intelligence is a decent villain, while the robot Yeti are just your bog-standard monster. I've already gone on about the Snowmen, so instead I'll talk a bit about the Abominable Snowmen. A decent story, and the first without any incidental music. Having no music helps with the suspense, I think, and it lets the sound effects shine. The Web of Fear. A good story that gives more threatening Yeti, the introduction of the brig, and proto-unit. I understand rushing it out with a recon, but I really think they should have animated the missing episode and re-released it. Heck, animate the Abominable Snowman, and they can release a great intelligence box set with downtime as a bonus feature. Keep up the great show, Jamie.
1: Thank Thank you, Jamie. Jamie.
2: And as always, your comments are welcome as well. If you would like to send us feedback, you can push that button on the website. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our reviews. Harvest of the Sycorax.
1: In the far future, humanity has a remedy for everything, whatever the problem. Pharmacore has the answer, and a designer disease tailored to every human's blood type. Zanzibar, hashtag, has no need to be sad, scared, stressed, or depressed ever again. That is, until vicious aliens arrive on her space station, intent on opening its vault. What will it mean for the human race if the Sycorax take control of what's inside? And when the seventh doctor arrives on the scene, can he help convince Zanzibar to care about her life long enough to help him?
2: I think I kinda of come right down in the middle on this one. It's kind of a bum bum bum, but it's also kind of a not a bum bum bum. Well why? <laughs> um there are elements to it that I liked. I I liked all of the, the world building that they did with uh this pharmacore and the idea that humanity's going through this designer drug phase. That was cool. I love the idea of everybody's giving up a blood sample in order to be part of this blah, 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 and now we've got them all locked in a vault. That seems like something very plausible and stupid that we would do as a species. And now here come the Sycorax, and they're going to try and get a hold of it, and oh, wow, is that terrible. That was all good. But the Sycorax, I've really kind of come to the conclusion that the Sycorax are one-note villains. Yeah, yeah. And... Not very good ones. No, I agree with that. <laughs> and so to bring them in, and and I mean, for all all credit to the the author of this one for trying to make them scary, because this really is kind of a horrific idea that they could conceivably get everybody. Um, but then we've got the seventh Doctor, who of any of the Doctors, is is probably the most ill suited to go up against the Sycorax because. They are so beneath him. Not not just like a little bit, like a lot. Um that you have got the master manipulator. And I I just I, I, I never I didn't buy that he was in any danger at any point in time during any of this. Even when they tried to make me believe that he had really been taken over and had to put himself in a coma to stop it from happening. It's like eh you're playing somebody with something. I just don't I just don't quite get it. And so it it just kind of it wavered back and forth for me. It made me realize that while I've complained with some of the other box sets that at least they you know, gave the villains something new as opposed to rehashing exactly what they did other than the Weeping Angels. And this one was kind of a new thing for the Sycorax.
0: It is, but it isn't because but it suddenly isn't. we're we're dealing with the the blood thing again. And but the tenth doctor so waves that off as you know a oh it's just you know blood manipulation it's like you you he almost downplays it as though you really can't do much with it it's like hypnosis mm-hmm. you can't actually make somebody do something they don't want to do and so to to give them so much control over using the blood this time yeah. seemed to be like they were taking it to it was it felt a lot like taking the, the angels in uh, the Flesh and Stone and and Time of the Angels where they kind of just threw everything at the angels to try to make them scarier, and it, it didn't really stick with the, the MO of of what we've already established. Same thing with the Sycorax. It felt like, oh, we've got to do something with the blood. Let's ramp it up a little bit and make it... And, and, I, and I agree with your points to... Uh, the fact that w- eventually we will have self-medicated ourselves into stupor, and that uh, that we probably are dumb enough to create this universal blood bank. However, my other problem with this story is they're so doped up that they don't recognize. I, I had a hard time buying that you would you would be in a situation as a society so much that you would have completely erased any sort of natural emotions that you could have. I mean, I realize that there are drugs out there that, you know, can do essentially what these drugs are doing. And and by continually medicating yourself away from emotions is a bad idea. But I I just – this felt like it was a little – it was so extreme that every time they discovered a new emotion – it was like, it was just this this massive discovery of why do why am I feeling this way? I just didn't buy that, that we would ever get to that point, despite how much med- medication you were taking, that you would ever get to that point where you would not be familiar with certain emotions.
2: On the original, as I was listening to it, I had the same thoughts. I thought this is just totally unrealistic that you would medicate yourself to the point where you're like, what is this? Oh, that's panic. You know, surely you would know what that is. Even at a clinical or, or, or academic level, you would know what that is. But then I, after I w- was done listening to it, I kind of started thinking about it. I was like, well, you know what? Realistically, if these drugs had come out and had been as wildly successful as they were for the majority of the population to be involved in them, it would probably only take one generation for that to be, you know, kids are going to be growing up being injected with this stuff. Oh, they're crying. Give them one of these. And, and you just kind of you know you you, I, you beat it out of them.
0: I agree that it could be possible, but this particular situation doesn't lend to that. And the reason being is because it there is some sort of robot with each one of them that identifies that something is wrong and requests to medicate them. It doesn't say you know that it doesn't it, it's not an automatic thing. It's, you still have to ask for it. Say yes. You still have to a, give them an affirmative to take it. And each time, it descri- the, the, the thing is describing that your levels are going... So there must be a recognition of the emotion, and then the response is to take the medication, right? Right. So when they don't take the medication... They still should be able to identify panic, they should still be able to identify anger they should be still uh, uh, angst they may not experience it they may not fully go into that experience, but they they seem very in the dark of what is this that I'm feeling when they start to feel that then they get medicated so you have you have at least an inkling of what that's what that's like before the medication is is administered so that's the reason I have a problem with believing that they would go this far at this point because I agree that you're right that I think that can be done, but I think when that when we get to that point is when the medication is immediately being administered when it's uh, uh, realized by some sort of influence, these computers or whatever, and just automatically done, whereas this one, it seemed like they started to feel something, and then it, it said, you're experiencing this, I recommend, blah, 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 and then they would go, okay, and then they would take it. So
2: It's a bit like equilibrium, but not nearly done as well, because they, 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 they feel like they should have been in this kind of zombified state almost, if they're going to have that yes, reaction yes, to, yes, yes, what yes. emotion am I having? But for the most part, they seem okay. I mean, the, she, she's quite a, a, quite capable of recognizing that she's suddenly very quickly developed feelings for this other woman, which was a beautiful scene. But then, okay, cool. But if you recognize that, you should be able to recognize panic. Right, right. Or, you know, yeah. so it, it just it yep. was a, couldn't quite make up its mind how far it wanted to go with that.
1: What it did do well, though, was... Once she was off the drugs and fully in it, experiencing those emotions, I thought the exploration of that aspect of it was well. When she was further into it of feeling all the different levels of grief and all this stuff after she decided not to take it. Not when she's wondering what it is, when she recognizes what it is, and exploring how she's feeling about that. I thought that was all really well done. I'll give you that.
0: What else on this one? I, I, it's it's
1: It was my first time listening to it. It was one f- for me that was just kind of like, yeah, it was okay. Right.
0: I mean, I'm in the same it's, boat it's, with it. I, I, I always enjoy hearing Sylvester McCoy's Seventh Doctor. And so, you know, that elevates to, to a point of enjoyability. But I just was like, yeah, well, that was okay.
1: It's probably my least favorite on the whole box set just because it doesn't make enough of an impression on me for me to remember. Like, next week I will probably have forgotten most of the fine details of the story just because it doesn't land with me
2: anywhere. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't stick with you. And in a way that's a shame because I I think the Sycorax...
1: I think it goes back to the Sycorax not being a very good villain.
2: Well, yeah, they're not. And I, 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 I have to be careful here because I want to say that maybe they could be. Like, legitimately, this idea of this kind of bully on the block is, is is kind of an intriguing idea. But the problem, especially with a bully that's this kind of alpha dog, is that, well, once you slap them down and you establish that they're not the alpha dog anymore, that's it. Their threat is over with. Yeah. So as a one-timer, yeah, they kind of work. And I can even... If I really work at it, I can retroactively headcanon the why the tenth doctor is dismissing it as voodoo. If we look at it linearly, the seventh doctor there he, he's obviously had some experience with them, or at least knows of them, and is familiar with this blood control. But maybe the first couple of times with it he doesn't realize how little of an impact there is. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's more, it sounds more mystical than it really is. And by the time the Tenth Doctor comes around, it's, eh, you know, that, that's That's, Been that's, there, done that's that. voodoo. Yeah. We're not going to even bother with it. So I, I can kind of sort of make that work, but sure. then well, again, I, I don't know.
1: And going back to what you guys were saying about, you know, the threats of what they're trying to do, I never really felt like they really controlled anybody in a bad way like the th- the threat of them actually controlling somebody never seemed as bad as the threat of them just getting into this vault am i misremembering something is is there less of an imp- is, is there something i'm forgetting of you know their
0: well getting into the vault, vault is the is the whole threat well, but the, once they got into the vault, if they when they get into the vault and they get access right. to all this, then they would have control over all these people. Right, but there was nothing racers. throughout
1: the story that made me feel like, oh yeah, the, the few people they have control over it was really that menacing towards
2: yeah they they didn't do anything actively with anybody that they had control it was
1: just an ongoing threat of oh we can have a slave race it it, it was the end goal of
2: we're going to do this to you that's not a big enough threat for you though well but i I agree it maybe would have been a little more interesting or scary if okay we're going to put bob under the 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 blood control and you're going to let us into the vault we can't do it bob kill her And then Bob goes forward and does the action instead of random alien killing. There were a lot of people that died at the hands of the cigarettes in this. But if they had forced another human to do it, then it's kind of that added level of, oh, crap, I don't want to be the one responsible for offing any of my friends in the office.
0: Raise the stakes higher. Well, but they controlled the doctor in such a way that he was going to have to fight (laughs) What's-Her-Name?
2: Yeah, sure. (laughs)
0: I mean, they did. They, uh-huh. he, he, yeah, sure. he didn't have control, and and fortunately, she pushed him back into her, into that thing, that little room. But so I, I, mean, I totally believe that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I I did
1: like the twist. I guess if you could call it that, it was pretty early telegraphed of the designer disease. You know, allowing the certain people not be controlled oh yeah that was a nice touch to tie it all together i like that
2: which kind of brings up an interesting point that i was thinking of left hanging at, at the end of the episode was okay so we've knocked all the sick wrecks out they're unconscious in this feedback loop and the one executive is stranded on their spaceship and the doctor says well maybe you'll pass a nice planet or you know okay yeah you're on your own so just out of morbid curiosity we we get to a planet, is the doctor suggesting that he like beam all the Cikorex down and abandon them there, or is he saying you should get off the ship at the first available opportunity?
0: I, I, I don't I don't know how to take that. I, was I just thought g- he was telling the the the, the 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 I thought the idea was that the guy should get off the ship yeah, as soon I as thought he can. So too.
2: Yeah, which you know logically makes sense
0: before they wake
2: up if right. at but, right. all possible. But,
0: but this guy being who he is. <laughs> Well, do we know that they would? That he would have the capability to beam them down. I mean, their ship's just a giant rock. They fly through space, so I, I don't know that they had a lot of technology.
2: Yeah, probably not. Yeah, and that's something else that uh, I, I I did like. going back to the world building is uh, kind of a further exploration of the uh, of the secret spaceship, and that their engine room is a volcano, and you know, it's like there's some cool ideas
0: yeah. here at work. Well, they but, had the, the the worship room that was, that was a statue made of. Bones and stuff, which is yeah. a little world building there too. So, yeah,
2: little moments that I thought were very cool.
1: It's got some cool ideas. It just, I just don't think the sycorax as a threat is a big enough threat. Yeah, maybe had their overall, you know, plan for humanity been worse than just having a slave race, uh, <laughs> I would have thought the the, <laughs> the the whole thing would have been more important. I don't know.
2: You know, Robo-Men, Cybermen. Yeah, we've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slave races for humanity are nothing new right now.
1: And really, how is it different than them most of the time anyways?
2: <laughs> what was her name? Somebody hashtag? Zanzibar. 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 I did like Zanzibar. She was good. I thought she was very good. I, I felt numerous times that, once again, the Doctor was maybe looking at recruiting mm-hmm. that he he was kind of on the lookout for somebody and that she certainly I think fit the mold of a very strong potential companion candidate
0: yeah I didn't get that impression this time <laughs> I thought she was fine I thought she did a good job I thought that the the character was interesting but I didn't I, a lot of times I feel like the doctor's um auditioning companions but this time I didn't get that vibe for some reason hmm. All right, well, should we do the Santoran
1: ordeal? An instance of the Time War brings centuries of conflict to the planet Drakus, and the Eighth Doctor is there to witness the terrible results. A Santoran fleet, desperate to join the e- epic conflict, follows in its wake to take advantage of the fallout. But when Commander Jask is beamed down to the ravaged surface, there is more to his arrival than first appears. Soon, an unlikely champion joins forces with the Time Lord to fight for the future of her world, and together they must face the Santaran ordeal. Bum bum
0: bum. Yeah, I like this one. This one was this one. This one has been the best, I think, of all of the stories in this box set. Unfortunately, there's no classic monster in this one. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. There's no new monster in this one. It's a classic villain. It's it's the Sontarans. and I I had hoped that there would be a little surprise <laughs> that we'd get something at least they could say you know that this was a new monsters, but it's not. It it's it's Santarans. They just the fact that we had Dan Starkey doing one of the voices, and he voiced a Sontaran, or he he performed a Sontaran and the new and, series and the guy uh, who played the in this new series. and the guy who played the general was back as a Santar and also yeah. from
1: uh, Stratagem and Poison Sky. Yeah,
0: the guy that played uh, Mike S- on uh, the Young Ones. It <laughs> still throws me. Stall. <laughs> I still think that's crazy. I will say
2: that Dan Starkey's um, Jax was really good. And to the point where, when he first appeared in the story, I actually thought it was... (coughs) Excuse me. I actually thought it was the commander from Suntarn Experiment. I mean, he Mm -hmm. had that kind of gravitas to his voice.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. It didn't sound like a potato at all. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) But no, this one's kind of just... I mean, they, they don't really do anything new. We're not, we're not stretching the envelope or anything, but this one to me was kind of like Doctor Who comfort food. What? It did exactly what I wanted it to do, and it gave me a fun story that was enjoyable.
1: Apparently there <coughs> was uh the character that Dan Starkey played in End of Time, the Santarin. His name was Jask also.
0: Oh, is that right? Really? So
1: you could almost, you know, say this is the exact same character that was hunting Mickey and Martha that then later was trying to get into the time war. Huh? So sure. it is a new series character. <laughs> it's a new, char- new series character, but not a, yeah, it's still a not, new series yeah. villain. Okay.
0: okay, all right. If you look at it through that it's
2: lens. A it yeah. is, it's a stretch. It's a stretch, but if you look through that lens, it ticks the box, and I'm okay with yeah, it now. Yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> And because it's the new series, of actors coming back for it—it's
2: it's a stretch. I will, I, I will resend my shenanigans. <laughs> had
1: had the story not been as good as it was, it would have been total shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> but because it was such a good
2: story, I'm okay with it.
0: Well, yeah, I guess since they used Jask, and then Jask was the character, then okay.
2: Well, I'm going to put one more caveat on that. If they use Jask on purpose. Then it's okay, and I'll resend that. Well, if it was completely accidental, I I don't think that was (laughs) coincidental. I think
0: that was quite a name to try to choose. Yeah, I think that was probably purposeful. I don't know; it's a
2: sci-fi name. You got to have a J and a K and a Q, and you know,
1: (laughs) it's not a very Santarin
0: name. (coughs) It's not Uh, Jask. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I, it's always those short four-letter or five-letter. Yeah, names. I guess I'm just uh, used to them links, starting with jazz. S. I guess yeah. links, yeah. But Links, it, yeah. With, with the
1: it. X, yeah. Star. It sounded like they were saying "stank" every single time they said <laughs> "stank." I totally thought it was. Stank. I thought so too. <laughs> stank. Apparently, it's e. Stank.
2: Um, Paul McGann once again. One of the best things in the story. Mm-hmm. The uh, anguish with which this falls apart for him very quickly, from the 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 pleas of just don't take the war here, <laughs> don't don't let this happen, and then it happens, and then going through the adventure and getting to the end and being turned on by another abstential um, potential companion, you know. <laughs> Interview that was happening, and uh, not that she was going to leave her kids or anything, but I just, you know, yeah, this one's kind of cool too. Donnie. It was
1: more apparent that he was wanting her to travel with him, yeah, than
2: it was with seven.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd... but you know, eight never, ne- eight never ever feels to me like he's auditioning companions ever. At the end of the story, he always seems to imply or or. in a a roundabout way ask them to come along but he never throughout any story ever feels like he's interviewing companions we've had doctors that have felt that way yeah and six or seven specifically
1: but some of that comes down to seven's manipulation
0: it could be and I think even ten we've we've made comments where it feels like you know well with Astrid and those kind of things but those those, I think those stories are engineered to make you feel that that's happening but I never with Paul McGann but he does always seem to have this expectation that somebody's going to come along with him at the end. So it's kind of a weird <laughs> dynamic there, where you know a lot of times we look at a story and go, "Oh, he's auditioning." You know, I feel like he's he's auditioning. Never with McGann do yeah. I feel that way until the end, when it is obviously he's like, "Well, if you want to, you know." In a roundabout way.
2: No, you're right. It's it's very much it, it it goes on and it does its thing, and then in the last five minutes, you suddenly realize that he's had the guest room made up. It, it's but it's <laughs> almost
0: it's almost like the Eighth Doctor doesn't realize that he wants the person to come along until the end, until it's over. They he kind of reevaluates everything that's happened and thinks, "Oh, this might make a good pers- companion." <laughs> I think the difference is he doesn't try to put them through the paces
1: as they're going through whatever they're going
2: through at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. And other doctors do. Yeah.
2: He's so subtle about it, too, even when he does, well, oh, you, you could come with me if you right, want. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's almost... Yeah. It's always I don't a, want to say passive. What's the but reverse passive-aggressive? Like, well, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not passive-aggressive. It's but just it, passive. It, it's it's all,
0: He makes it seem like an afterthought is yeah. what, it does, what he does. It's like, oh, maybe, you know, should, you could come with me.
2: But then to have it, no, get off my planet. I never want to see you again. Oh, well, I'm really sorry. If I could do anything, I, I don't want to hear. And and Palm again, once again, he just has this wonderful voice quality that he can go from strong and angry to anguished and yeah. and, and soft spoken to wounded puppy. You know. <laughs>
0: um, well, I I think the the end of this does more too to, to lay the seeds of. Of him turning, you yeah. know, deciding to take the go down the road. I mean, obviously, uh, Night of the Doctor, or yeah, yeah, Night of the Doctor is the the the, the turning point for him. Is it's the, the final straw, the, the but final this straw. is the
1: you know previous straw. Yeah, <laughs> right, right.
0: So you <laughs> you can see them laying the seeds for that that final decision. Yeah. So I'm sure they must do also in the new Time War. Stuff, I'm
1: stuff assuming to so too. That. I like the idea of Santarans wanting to get into the Time War because, of course, they would. I mean, it's the greatest war that ever was fought. Yeah. Why wouldn't Santarans want to be a part of that? That wasn't new though. They they no. said
0: that in uh, the the two parter in the series too. They they. Um, yeah, it's true. Made the comment yeah. that you know he he didn't let him into the. But
1: exploring, war. you know, what they how they're trying to get into it, I yeah. like that aspect of it, and. The further exploration of a Santaran, you know, homeworld. I mean, we know Earth society. We know a lot about Santarans, but the fact that there's still more to to learn, like about the whole ordeal situations, I thought was pretty interesting. If as a species, yeah, we probably know a decent amount about Santarans, but not as much as I think that we probably could. Not like Cybermen or uh, Daleks, where we know pretty much every little aspect of their society. The sometimes are still, I think, a fairly large mystery just because they show up and they're villains and they're militaristic and they don't really explore much deeper than that.
2: And they're fre- infrequently used to the point where yeah. when they do show up, it's like, ah, oh, cool. It's, you know, it's almost like they get a bonus points just because well they're the they're,
1: they're used a lot as cameos, not so much a focus story, yep. more so in big finish, I think than they have in the new series,
2: and we got another Rutan name drop <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah or 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 their side characters, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, like Drax or um, have we done we haven't done shakedown yet have we
2: no. Yeah I, yeah. yeah I don't think so
0: we have not With some Rutan in that um, yeah no, I, 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 I can't say much about this because I just thought this one was this was the most original story idea I like the usage of the the Santarn ordeal and an ordeal is the fact that you know it's pretty much a punishment after court martial and it, it's almost a death sentence without going as far as saying it's a death sentence but for the most part they're Having to be put through something that most likely is going to result in death, so I thought that 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 was that was pretty cool. Uh, I genuinely was, even though I know that the eighth doctor becomes the ninth doctor. I genuinely was concerned when they were in the furnace <laughs> 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 and they were turning up the heat, um, and the doctor, you know, saying that it, it, this is. Oh, I, I I missed I misjudged this, and you're thinking that he's misjudged Jank, Jax as a uh, yeah Jax Jask. as a, Jask as a character, um, uh, or a, a, trusting Jask in the situation. And it's not until they do the cut back at the end when they're talking about it, and it was because he thought he miscalculated the timing for the ship coming in, and not yeah. necessarily that. Jess would would still turn on them, so I thought that was kind of clever. There was
2: not a doubt in my mind that this was all going according to plan, until, until. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, "You know, maybe I may have miscalculated." Oh no! Yeah, I thought then the I got concerned.
1: Cool. I was,
0: like, oh. <laughs> cool. I was. And, and
1: exploring the effects of the time war it can have on a planet. I like. That aspect of it was really neat to yeah to look into.
0: I I think that's been hinted to before mm-hmm. in in other media, but this one really kind of drove home the idea of how the t- the time war doesn't necessarily affect you directly. It can it can be an indi- you know indirect effect yeah. in a very vastly dis- different way where time has changed for a planet in in so that. Things progress differently. You know, a once peaceful timeline becomes a war-ravaged ra- timeline. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a clever way to kind of put it.
1: And it's so much, it's it's so much more clever than you know, <coughs> the Atons whose planet was just destroyed because of the time war. This right. is worse and so much more of a sci-fi and more much more of a timeline time war idea of what happens to a planet.
0: All right, well, what do we got coming up on the schedule, Sean?
2: Well, coming up on the schedule is it's Christmas time. Our next episode, we're going to do Big Finish Companion Chronicle 5.3, Season 5, Episode 3, Find and Replace. And the Big Finish Short Trips, Season 6, Episode 12, The Hesitation Deviation. It sounds and, like a Big Bang
0: Theory episode title. Yeah, it does, it? <laughs> Do we have that?
2: And potentially something else.
0: Not yet. We don't have that.
1: Mm, I don't think so. Let's see if we get that. I'll see if they've posted it yet. We'll
0: keep that a we'll keep that a secret, and then it'll be a surprise next week if we There, you, it. there, there, there you go. <laughs> uh,
2: and then obviously uh, the, the the following week is uh, new who. So Whee. I'm hoping that uh, they'll start dropping some episode titles so that I can update the schedule going into the first part of the year.
0: Ah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure we'll. Start Not that getting, it really matters. I'm sure we'll start getting those over the next few
2: weeks. Though. If we haven't figured it out by now, yeah, the first ten weeks of the we new year, that. we're going to do Doctor Who.
0: <laughs> we do have it. We do have it. All right. Well, I guess we can announce it since we have it. Uh, we're also going to do... <laughs> are you waiting on Come me? On on, yeah, yeah, I don't know the title I of it. So. Right. Well, I don't know what the title of it is. It's just it, called it it, Holiday Special. Yeah, it's, it's the Doctor Who uh, Christmas Special or Holiday Special for uh, Titans uh, 12th, 12th Doctor. 13th, 13th Doctor <laughs> Series. Uh, and uh, it sounds like uh, the Doctor takes on Krampus. So that'll be kind of fun. <laughs> uh, holiday Special number one.
2: So we will add that to our holiday lineup for next week.
0: Very good. All right. Well, uh, make sure that you check out the uh, website for updates as, as we go along. And as Ke- as Sean mentioned earlier, uh, be sure to click on that feedback link. Uh, what do what would you say that? F- click on the push feed- that button. Push that button. Push that <laughs> feedback button. Um, you can also send feedback to uh, feedback at travelingthevortex com as well.
2: Or Facebook or Twitter or blah blah
0: blah. And uh, until next time, I'm Glenn.
2: I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You
0: have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.